Hey everybody, this is Joe Langworthy here with my co-host Thomas Wolfel for episode 23 of Tailgate Talk, a six-column sports podcast. So, Thomas, last time we talked, uh, it was the waning hours of last Saturday. Um, Mizzou had just finished beating Middle Tennessee State 23-19. to uh, We did a pretty much instant impact or instant recap. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I had been home for about 10 minutes from the game. Uh, when we started and you were what eight nine beers deep at that point <laughs> well I'll just say this the last 10 <laughs> minutes drove me to drink so uh, I'm not talking I'm, I'm not talking podcasts, I'm not saying you had a few more I'm not, yeah I'm not saying drove me to coach drinklets I'm saying drove me to the alcoholic beverages <laughs> and uh yeah I was double fisting when the when the thing started but um yeah. yeah it was a good podcast it was needed yeah yeah for sure um but so, you know, we we talked about it in the immediate aftermath. So let's let's kind of recap and close out our thoughts for from last week. Um, and you know, I think you and I both have kind of let things marinate a little bit, and um, I think maybe have a few different thoughts on on the progression and the uh, the ways to move forward as a program. Uh, so what, what are you, you have anything you want to get out there? Uh, I mean, I don't know about that. It's, um, <laughs> look, look, I mean, it was, I think it was very dark. Our, our last podcast, uh, very, there was a lot of frustration, at least on my end. Um, dark, dark I, for a win. Dark for a win. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I know we said at the very end that, you know, we, we, Obviously, it was frustrating to watch, but at the end of the day, you won the game, and that's, I mean, that's a heck of a lot better than finding a way to lose it. But, you know, I think after after watching the game again, I don't think it was quite as bad as I, I thought initially, you know, when it happened. Um, you know, the first few drives, I mean, there, we were one play away uh, in both of the first two drives from coming away with definitely points, probably a touchdown. I know uh, the very first drive, there was a pass that, I mean, frankly, Brady Cook underthrew, but um, we ran basically the same play in the second half, and it was caught by Luther Burden for almost a 50-yard gain. Uh, obviously, if you connect on that, it changes things. And um, I think there was a sequence there where we went field goal, punt, and then three straight touchdowns. So, yeah, probably more positive um, than, uh, you know, initially kind of my initial reaction was just because, the, the final 10 minutes were absolutely brutal to watch and they were just as bad watching it the second time um, as it was the first. But uh, so I guess maybe a little bit better, maybe a little more optimistic for this weekend, but uh, the last 10 minutes were absolutely uh, soul crushing <laughs> both right. watching them both times. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think you and I have talked um, since, since Saturday and uh, you know, I, I do think there might be some wishful thinking in this, but um, and I'm not going to get real deep into the the conspiracy. I'm not going to put my tinfoil hat on too much on this because uh, the listeners will think I'm, I'm I'm crazy. But yeah, rewatching the game, it's I think my my biggest conclusion is that I think it really looks like Drink is overthinking things. Um, you know, every everybody and their mom has wrote an article in the last few days about how drink is not 
was not or was too conservative, um, was not taking any risks, was too timid um, with the play calling, with the game plan, with um, how he structured, especially those last the last quarter of the game, the last 10 minutes of the game specifically, um, you know, not going forward on the fourth and one, um, you know, just some of the, you know, I don't know if he actually really went into prevent defense, but it basically did. Felt like and it. it looked felt like, like it. it. Yeah. And, um, just a lot of kind of boneheaded. Um, we're just going to try to win this game when they were already winning by two touchdowns and should have been trying to put the, you know, you know, put their, their foot on their throat, you know, um, mm-hmm. so to speak. And um, so I, you know, and I think, the the criticisms of drink are are fair um and i think that uh you know he definitely was too conservative but i think there's a lot of people a lot of people in the fan base that are like drinks an idiot drinks a moron i don't think drinks an idiot and that's why i'm starting to think that he's overthinking things and was being too conservative yes from a we just need to win this game we don't need to win it by a bunch we just need to win and also a overthinking this weekend's upcoming game. Um, you know, I'm not going to show K-State anything. You know, we have we have a few fourth, fourth and short plays, but we don't want to put them on tape because we don't want K-State to be expecting anything. Um, you know, kind of the whole drink playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Um, or, you know, maybe drink playing 4D chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Uh, you know, just being way too intellectual about things and it's you know we can argue all we want about whether or not it's true but it really at at this point it's the only thing that makes any sense to me that explain with any semblance of logic what we saw in the fourth quarter of uh, Saturday's game and I because I don't think drinks an idiot I think he's a smart guy and he knows football I think that he's maybe too too smart about it, too cerebral about it. You know, football at its core is a fairly simple game. You just move the ball forward, you know. Right. And so, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was aggressive early. I mean, like I said, they, they, they came up short on a shot deep in the first drive. Uh, Brady mm-hmm. Cook, like I said, he underthrew it. And then second drive, they, they tried, uh, you know, they, again, they tried to throw it downfield again. Um, Brady Cook overthrew him that time, but I think that was a little bit less his fault. They brought more rushers than we had blockers, and he, I think, had to get it out a little bit earlier than he would have liked, which mm-hmm. um, obviously an overthrow on that is a little bit more difficult to pin on the quarterback. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, they did some other things. Uh, Isaiah or uh, Nathaniel Pete had, I mean, he was he was in the game for eleven plays, had nine touches. He, they ran, 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 and then they snuck him out the side and got him the ball for a you know, for a 50 yard gain, that was good. Um, Mm -hmm. And they, I mean, they scored three straight times and um, they probably should have scored a fourth, but uh, they had the holding. And then immediately after that, a false start. You can't blame that on the coaching staff. Um, But then, yeah, you just get to the last 10 minutes and um, fourth and one on the opponent's 44 with a chance to, I mean, if you get a first down there, the game's over. They know the game's over. Crowd knows the game's over. Everyone leaves happy, even if they still score. Um, but you don't go for it and you say, well, I trust my defense, but then you kind of handcuff your defense and then when we were not very aggressive 
um, with the defense. So I, I don't know right. for sure. Like you said, maybe it was just overthought. I, I mean, I don't think you have to whip out a trick play for fourth and two feet um, against the Middle Tennessee State. You should be able to snap it to right. Brady Cook and let him just fall forward. Um, right, which is why I, just, I think it's way overthinking. Right. So I just think it was it was definitely uh, it, was, it was it was either overthought or we've got a problem, and I hope it doesn't become an issue again because if you do something like that against Memphis or even like a Vandy, um, they could bite you. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, let alone let alone a K State. Obviously, K State's much better, um, but you can't get away with that very often. So we were lucky we got away with it. But good news is we're two and zero and headed into uh, maybe. Um, I would say arguably the, the biggest game in uh, Coach Drinkwitz's, you know, Missouri career. Definitely the biggest game to this point this season um, mm-hmm. with Kansas State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had a we had a fun argument about that one too. <laughs> Wasn't even you and me. It was, a, it was you and you and I were arguing one side, and <laughs> that was yeah. that was fun. But um, yeah, so big game, regardless of, of the exact magnitude, it is a huge game and the biggest game so far this year, obviously, um, potentially the most, I get the arguments of conference versus non-conference, but in terms of fan engagement, um, might be the most important game of the year, um, for determining the trajectory of the rest of the season, um, because, you know, you win this game, there starts to be some buzz. Um, you know, you win this game and, and keep going, and, you know, you're looking at, at that point, 5-0, and oh, um, mm-hmm. hopefully with wins against Memphis and Vandy, and then LSU becomes big. But, you know, you could argue at 5-0, and oh, LSU is not as important a game because, you know, you're already 5-0. Yeah. and, oh and yeah. um, I mean, as far as, like but, you said, so, engagement – Fan engagement, I think this game is huge. It is a sellout. Um, there are going to be uh, a couple people there that are not normally there. I don't know. You? Um, oh, me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, your wife. Well, I'm clearly, I'm clearly the most. Katie and I are clearly the most important people uh, right. on planet Earth. So, right. I mean, just the fact that we're showing up means that they have no choice but to win. Right. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah, if uh, if they do lose on Saturday, uh, we know who to blame. Uh, so everybody, oh, you know, yes. just I'll uh, I'll tag Thomas in a tweet. So just make sure to send him all your all your hate mail and everything um, if we lose. Uh, so he's the he's the bad luck charm. But yeah, uh, nice. K State comes in. Um, when are they ranked now? I I forgot. I didn't see fifteenth maybe. 15th still? 15th, okay. Yeah. Or they went up to 15, I guess. Yeah, they went from 17 to 15, maybe, or something like that. They're in the top 15. They're the top 15 team, and they deserve that, I think. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I agree. I think that they've, you know, there's nothing nothing they've shown this year that shows they're a bad team. Um, you know, they've, they've kind of played two scrub teams like us. Um, I think basically the exact same level as us um because they played who did they play um they played troy last week Um, yeah they played troy last week who's probably a little bit better than anybody we've played and then before that they played uh, but they're the same conference as middle tennessee same conference yeah yeah same conference middle tennessee state just wasn't as good as them last year but then they played semo the week before that and semo is uh same conference as south dakota so yeah um, but not as good i don't think 
but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, but either way, played an FCS team and a and a Sun Belt or whatever the, those yep. teams are in, and uh, you know, looked fairly dominant in those games. I think they shut out Semo and uh, Troy. Um, scored a little bit on them, but not as nearly as much. Right? They what was the final score of that game? They ended up winning by quite a bit. I know um, they won by a lot, but. Uh, at halftime, at halftime, it was twenty-one to ten, and with twelve seconds left, it was uh, fourteen to ten. So it was closer than it, the score, you know, indicates. I think it ended up being right. forty something to fourteen, something forty-two along those to lines. forty-two to thirteen. Yeah, and they scored ten 13. of those in the first half. Um, yeah, it was it was a little closer, a little longer than I think K State wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of maybe kind of the flip side of our game where. Mm-hmm. Ours was seemingly out of reach, or almost out of reach, with ten for a minutes lot of left. the game, and then yeah. with ten minutes left, they kind of made a run. Yeah, um, yeah. Ours felt very much under control until the about until like they scored with six minutes left. Uh, whereas they they seemed like maybe they were in a little bit of trouble midway through the second quarter, and then kind of flipped the switch. Yeah, yeah. So looking at the box score from last week for K State, looks like Troy threw for. Uh, 216 yards on 38, uh, 22 of 38 passing, had a touchdown and an interception. Um, they played two quarterbacks, it looks like, um, mm-hmm. with some great names, Gunner Watson and Goose Crowder. Those are two quarterback <laughs> names if I've ever heard them. Um, mm-hmm. Not that that has anything to do with anything. Uh, then they ran the ball for 70 yards on 28 carries for two and a half yards a carry. So uh looks like Kansas State's rushing defense is stout. Um, yeah, I think and... it's a little bit misleading. Um, I, I, I believe that Troy's top running back had 17 rushes and averaged. Um, yeah, five yards a yeah, carry. An average five yards, yards a carry. Yeah. Their, their quarterback they have got a 46 sacked, yard. Yeah. Yeah, their, their quarterback got sacked three or four times, which factors into the rushing yards for some reason in college football. So that yeah, really I guess that is true. That I, I didn't yeah. even look at that and that is stupid. We need to we need yeah. to call somebody about that one. Yeah, um, it's kind of ridiculous, but so it doesn't really tell the full story. I think Troy was able to run the ball a little bit better than it showed. It's just that, you know, in the second half, uh running the ball kind of comes off the table when you're down three scores. So Right. So um, maybe I have to throw it a little bit more. Um Yeah. It does look like from looking at the stats, um, and you know, I did I did watch a little bit of that first half, um, but granted, it was at the tailgate and um, wasn't really looking at it with an analytical eye. But um, I I do think that Mizzou and K State play very similar styles of football in that they both have pretty good defenses, um, and you know, um, Will Howard uh, is a is a good quarterback. I think, I don't think he's, you know, I'm not an NFL scout. I'm not going to, but I wouldn't say that he's an NFL guy, uh, but he is a, a solid college quarterback. That's going to distribute the ball pretty well. Um, they, their yeah. running back had 50 something yards. They had a couple running backs with 50 something yards on 16 and 12 carries a piece. So kind of a two headed monster there. Yeah, um, both yeah, about some... four yards a carry. Yeah, you yeah, got, I, do you I, have any specific thoughts that you? Yeah, were... well, I got some. I, I mean, 
I, I did watch, um, and I, it was like a, I found something on YouTube, and it was just literally like just the plays from, um, from that K State Troy game, okay. um, and I mean, they, he, I mean, really, it reminds me a lot of, um, it reminds me a lot of a, a Gary Pinkle type of, okay, program, uh, you know, Kleiman, he. He, it's very clear they have a they have a very clear offensive identity. Um, they just kept doing it against Troy, and eventually it started to work. I think a lot of that's just because you know Troy, uh, a, a, a group of five school, not a power five school, is not going to be you know near deep enough to be able to run with them for the entire game. I think Will Howard is mm-hmm. a, a very good college quarterback. Like you said, I I, I don't think he's going to show up and uh, light the world on fire in the NFL. But um, I think you know for what the system is that K-State runs, he is the perfect fit for that, which reminds right. me a lot of, you know, Gary Pinkle would find quarterbacks that fit the system he wants to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't think, I mean, Philip Brooks is kind of the wide receiver. I think we need to keep an eye on. He's mm-hmm. not anywhere near Jeremy Macklin, um, but he is, you know, they try to get the ball in his hands and he makes people miss. And, um, and that's just kind of, what his purpose is, they run the ball with two with two uh, running backs. I think I've got numbers here. It looks like one of them, both of them, they've got two guys, each of them with 27 rushes apiece, one of them with 180 yards, another with 114 yards. So they both are relatively productive and he, yeah, keeps them, he keeps them fresh and wears down the defense. And then his quarterback can hit, you know, open guys that allow him to uh, kind of break the game open. So, uh, I think that's kind of what they do. I think Will Howard in his two games has 547 yards, completes 67% of his passes. I will say um, he took a couple chances against Troy. One of them bit him with an interception. Um, he had an interception against SEMO also. So he's not, you know, uh, allergic to turnovers, which could be a positive for us. Right. Um, but then he does, he does spread the ball around too with, I think, three different receivers over 100 yards receiving already. And they do have a tight end that they go to when, um, you know, in big downs. So uh, I, I don't know for sure. I think their offense is very good. Um, they've got a they've got a clear idea as to what they want to do and how they want to do it. And I think it's going to be up to our defense to show um, that they're they're just they're just the better group, um, right? You know. So that's just kind of my thoughts on on K State. They uh, defensively, they've got a couple guys. Um, that are returning at defensive end. One has three sacks, the other has two. Um, obviously, their best defensive lineman from last year went pro uh, in the first mm-hmm. round. Um, I believe he was drafted by the Chiefs. Drafted by the Chiefs, yep, in the first round there. So <clears throat> defensively, they're going to try to get after. They're going to try to get ahead a little bit, and then they're going to try to get after the quarterback defensively. Um, yeah. I think that you can run against them if our offensive line can get their act together, but. Those are kind of my thoughts on K State. They're they're very good. They aren't going to beat themselves, and we're going to have to. I think we're going to have to beat them ourselves. We we can't expect them to uh, shoot themselves in the foot. Right. Yeah, I think that um, it it seems like playing aggressive defense is going to be important. Um, you know, shutting down, like you said, shutting down Philip Brooks, who has been prolific so far this year, and like you said, they try to get him the ball. Um, he is really small i believe yeah like, he's spot they like got him listed eight. at five nine and i think that's probably generous but like you said he's got 13 receptions in two games for 130 yards so he's yeah 
and he's Getting a punt returner and kick returner. So mm-hmm. um, obviously dynamic with the ball in his hands. Um, and so, yeah, I got to stop him, uh, force, you know, hopefully be able to get some pressure. You know, I think this is a big game for the DNs. Um, get some pressure with just rushing four uh, would be huge. Um, and, you know, force Will Howard to make some of those, you know, more risky throws. And hopefully, you know, Carnell and Breakstraw and KAD can turn some of these pass breakups into actual, you know, interceptions and turnovers uh, because that is that has been conspicuously lacking the first two mm-hmm. games against, you know, um, what should have been cupcake opponents. So, yeah, that's that's really what I'm looking for from the defense. Um, I think, uh, like you said, uh, we our offense has to has to play better, has to allow us to stay in the game um, at least close enough to uh, be able to run our entire offense, um, you know, be able to run the ball and pass the ball. Um, and, you know, hopefully at least give us a shot at the end of the game. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think uh, it's like you said, it's top 15 team. I think they're well coached. I don't think there's any real, um, I don't want to say there's not confidence. I think, I think there is, there is ways to beat this team. And I think there's reasons to be optimistic that we can beat this team, but mm-hmm. I don't think there's any, I don't think anybody's going into this game thinking, we're a hundred percent going to win this game. Um, you know, as even as, as you know, we're Mizzou fans, so we have our cups on at all time, but I wasn't really thinking there was any chance we were going to lose any of either of the last two games, this right. game. It's, it's, you know, I'm going to be very happy with a win because it's going to be well, well, well fought and well-deserved if we are able to come out with one, because like you said, they're well-coached. Um, they're not going to beat themselves. That's kind of the the uh, identity that they that Simon has created everywhere he's been. Um, you know, at I think he was the one that was at North North Dakota State um, and won a few mm-hmm. FCS national championships up there, and um, so that's he he knows how to how to build a winning football program. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. I do think that drinks teams to a certain extent kind of play to the competition sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, obviously that's not always true because last year we got just destroyed uh, by K-State. And so we don't always step up, but um, I do think that, you know, I don't, I'm not making excuses for, for last year's team or for last year's loss, but I think people seem to forget that, there were a lot of factors that really threw that game off. Um, you know, it was a nasty day. It was raining. Uh, I think there were we two. Were not, I think there were two rain delays. If I'm not two. There were rain delays. That's never. That's never easy on the road team. Um, mm-hmm. It's always more difficult on the on the road team. Uh, you know, you don't. The home team theoretically. I mean, I don't know if they do this or if they actually have the the equipment, but they can go in and put dry equipment on, you know, they can go put yep. dry jerseys, dry pants, um, or, you know, dry, <laughs> at least get, get stuff dry, uh, while there's a rain delay. Um, and, you know, Mizzou didn't have that ability. And then, you know, obviously Mizzou had some struggles running the ball and, you know, 
felt like they had to pass the ball and that bit them in the rain. So um, I think that that's one of those, if you played that game 10 times last year, Mizzou probably isn't winning more than about two of them, but they're not getting blown out in most of them. Right. Um, so that those teams are closer than, than that score looked. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the, one of the things giving me hope. Um, but, you know, I don't know if I can, you know, be confident with a, with a prediction this, this week. What about you? Uh, not really. I mean, I've, okay. I've got a couple keys of the game. I want to get your thoughts on it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Offensively, I think we've got to get, we, I mean, and then this is kind of go, you'd think this probably goes for most games, but I really think it's going to be important that we've got to run the ball well early. Um, yep. Right. I mean, most of our, most of our offense comes off of the run, whether we're running it or we're faking a handoff and throwing it. Um, I don't think, I don't think if, if our offensive line is struggling to to create any blocking lanes for, for the running back, then I think you can probably uh, kiss much of a, much of a chance to win uh, goodbye. Luther Burden cannot single-handedly beat K-State for us. Um, so I've got that offensively. And then I think defensively, I've got relentlessness on the defensive line. The only reason why I say that is, I, you know, they build mostly in the run game. So I think we've got to stop them early. We've got, I think we're 16th or 17th in the country as far as run defense goes, which is very positive for us. Yeah. Um, you've got to do that the entirety of the game. And then I think we've got to, I think for us to win this game, we're going to have to create at least a couple turnovers, probably, you know, whether that's an interception and a fumble or two interceptions and, uh, I think that's going to have to probably come from a situation where at the third and eight and the quarterback slinging the ball up and giving our safeties a chance to go get it. So um, mm-hmm. I just, you know, offensively, I think we got to run the ball. Everybody's talking about throwing it deep and that sort of thing, but uh, we aren't going to have the opportunity to do that if they aren't nervous that we, that we're going to run the ball on them. And then defensively, like I said, uh, you've got to create, you've got to create a couple turnovers for us to win this game. I, I don't see us winning uh, without, without a couple interceptions. Those are just my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I think exactly. I think, um, like I said, you, you, you're not going to beat them or you're, you're, they're not going to beat themselves, but you have to put them in position that, um, that they, that they might make mistakes, that they're forced to, um, make mistakes, um, and, and put the ball in, in more precarious situations. Like, like you said, third and eight, third and long, um, where you know they have to throw the ball uh, because their running hasn't worked, and so um, yeah, definitely think we need turnovers. Um, you know, and that's another thing that I don't think is getting talked about enough is is the lack of turnovers. Because I mean, frankly, uh, yes, all, the offense should be able to drive the ball and and score against South Dakota and Middle Tennessee State, no matter where they're at on the field, but their three touchdowns were all 80 yard drives and offense really needs some five yard touchdown drives. You know, that, that helps. That really helps the confidence of the defense, the confidence of the offense, um, you know, putting them in positions where um, they, they have some, okay, we're already in field goal range. We can, you know, we can try some stuff here. Uh, That sort of thing. So, really really want the defense to yeah like you said i think relentlessness yep. is a is a is a key that's a that's a good yep. word 
Yep. And they, and I mean, look, the defense has talked about becoming an elite all off season. You don't do mm-hmm. that without turnovers. You just don't. Right. And okay. Maybe we've been a little lax the first two games, but K state rolls into town. Um, it's time to create some turnovers and, and, you know, right. make some things happen. If the defense is going to be elite and win us football games, you've got to turn them over. So, right. you know, we'll see if they can do that. And and then lastly, I'll just – my last kind of comment is and thought is that, you know, last year was Kleiman's fourth year as coach, and obviously he won the Big 12. Um, you know, I'm not – the SEC, in my opinion, is much tougher, <laughs> tougher to win the Big 12. So I'm not saying that Coach Drinkwitz needs to win the – the SEC or Big 12 or, whatever, or SEC, whatever. I'm not saying that Coach Drinkwitz needs to win the SEC this year, but it's his fourth year, and it's it's time to start showing that uh, these recruiting classes you've brought in, mm-hmm. I mean, we've got much more talent than we had when he showed up. We've got, I mean, when he came on campus, I don't know that we had anybody that uh, was ready to jump into the NFL. Now this year, I think this year's team has, you know, three or four dudes that could probably, uh, you know, could be on an NFL roster next year. Um, it's year four. It's time to time to show what you're what you're made of. And you know, if, if we show up and get beat by, um, you know, three scores again, I, I think that uh, the conversation around Columbia and Missouri is going to change. So hopefully, uh, we start to see the progress that um, has been done on the recruiting trail and start to see it show up on the scoreboard. Right. I I mean I agree 100. percent I do think that it's you know, it's getting to be crunch time. I don't think necessarily that. Um, you know, you lose this game and he's gone or anything like that. But you know, really need really need a win to to get the program moving in the right direction. Um, I think it's it's a key, uh, yep. a key a key game for sure. I also think that you know I'm just going to kind of preach on a soapbox about Mizzou Twitter. Everybody acting like they want drink gone. You realize? I mean. Drink leaves after this. If he gets fired after this year, it's another three years until we see any sort of. I mean, I, I. It's really hard to turn around a football program in one year. It's not like basketball. It's not like Gates right. is coming in the door and and taking us, you know, to the NCAA tournament. It's you know year two or year three of a coach is is usually about the time that he really is able to turn things around. So. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to, you, I you, want Drake to succeed because I I want whoever's Mizzou's coach to succeed because going out and getting a new coach signing up for a couple years of uncertainty at the least. So, I think we all need to get behind it. We need to show up at these games, be loud and uh, you know, put your put your thoughts about Drake as a person aside. I know a lot of people think he's a goofball. He probably would admit that he's a goofball. Um, but, you know, he has the ability. He has the ability to bring in good recruiting classes. He's a smart guy. He can learn to be a good football coach. Let's hope that he's learned in the next in the last couple of days. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know. he's our coach till he's not our coach. So we got to support him. Right. Um, exactly. And and like you said, whether we win or lose, he's not being fired on Sunday. Um, no. It would make it would make the season. Uh, you know, it would narrow the. Uh, uh, you know, it, it would right. tighten his room for air. Right. Um, but, but he's going to be our coach come Memphis or, you know, come again in St. Louis against Memphis. So, uh, let's just hope he wins. Cause if we win, if we win on Saturday, then you're looking at a sold out LSU, a sold out, probably South Carolina, uh, St. Louis becomes much more exciting, uh, you know, and the old over Jones dome. So, 
uh, a, a win could get this thing rolling in the right direction. Um, let's just hope it happens. Right. And, you know, not, we don't have the time to, to go through all the, all the games from this past weekend, but you look around. We've got winnable games. The East is open. Uh, and I'm not saying necessarily that the, the winning the East is on the table because Georgia is still there and hasn't, hasn't stumbled yet. And Tennessee is still there and hasn't stumbled yet, but third place is, is easily attainable at this point. And so uh, there's a lot to play for. Um, you know, we, we don't have any conference losses, even after this weekend, we won't have any conference losses. So there's still, if, there's still a lot to play for. If we win this weekend, nine or 10 wins is very much on the table. So let's hope that's the case. So, yeah, that's a, uh, that's a wrap for us. I don't think we're going to predict the score. Um, I don't think we're I'm not going to put anybody that. down. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a wrap for us. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys at the tailgate.